A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, it's the Jesus episode. Oh, I hadn't realized you'd started that. I, just, like, started, I thought you were just screaming from the inside of your body. Oh. <laughs> Life! Yeah. Yes, it's the Jesus episode. Episode 33. Or 33. As an Irish person might say. As they definitely would say. Yeah. I've been time. there. They all, they're all at it. 33. <laughs> a dirty tree. Uh, are you feeling Jesus-y now? Uh, no, because I... Uh, ooh. Um, I mean, I feel like I've been bloody crucified, you know? Sometimes. On social media, Hopefully yeah. You can't go... Can't say anything these days without getting nails literally put through your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not speaking metaphorically. I've had nails put through my hands by the BBC. Um, it's um, it's a good age to be 33 Mm. Um, is it? I don't know neither of us are that age no but we can imagine if you're 33 do send in um, if you think you're Jesus because of it do you think um, do you think that's a a marker for people who are especially religious like uh, there's 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 oh your quarter life crisis yeah the 27 club for our generation there's 27 club 27 club when you get to 27 you go oh if I died now would, would, would it be culturally significant? And obviously there's, there's 30, the yeah. big 30 yeah. that people talk about. Three now. And then it's kind of um, plain sailing till 60. Uh, well, I wouldn't say plain sailing. I'm, there's probably a lot of like... Decreptitude. Yeah, and sort of uh, family stuff and having your, your children and your first divorce. But, <laughs> but at least you know, know where you stand. <laughs> We're really talking like comedians. They go, well, and then obviously there's a divorce. I mean, <laughs> we work in comedy. Got to write about something. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about how much of like signing up to be a comedian is like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you think, will I be the alcoholic kind or the divorced kind? Or the, like, do you go through the stereo? The, I do yeah, that sometimes. Yeah, I'm now settled on sort of... Um, a decent comedian, but not fucked up enough to be a great comedian. Ooh, okay, that's you interesting. Because I think my life is so too comfortable, and I'm sort of too sensible and fine to ever be like a great. You think you're too much like um, you're like an aristocratic artist. Sure, like, yes. Like your paintings are great. Yes, but they're lacking a certain horror or or depth. Yes, I'm a, I'm a gentleman inventor. <laughs> your shed's gen- too nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're tinkering, <laughs> you need to tinker somewhere with an edge of. If I don't invent this, I'm gonna have no food. Maybe that's it. But yeah, do you think religious people get to 33 and you go, "Oh, Jesus was dead by now," <laughs> and they're not? Yeah, and they're not. <laughs> and the and three days done. later, they go, "He was alive by now." Because <laughs> <laughs> I have not done any miracles. I haven't healed a single leper. Thing is, he had a pretty uneventful twenties, didn't he, Jesus? Well, we don't know, do we? I he know go to that. Uni? Th- I think he went to uni. I think he studied carpentry. He did a B Tech in carpentry, and then he did uni. Yeah. 
he got he wanted to do theology of course but his parents wouldn't let him yeah even though he got annoyed because he should have just always got full marks yeah but it wasn't true yet (laughs) he's like no there is a a godhead in the in the tripartite that's indivisible (laughs) and they're just like what there's only one god what are you talking about and he's like Oh, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. And he talked like he was about he's going to bring a gun into school one day. <laughs> oh, you'll all see. <laughs> well, he's like Marty McFly. Oh, you're not ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> uh, they're going to kill over it. Yeah, repeatedly. Many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe if you're religious enough, you have a Jesus crisis. <laughs> a, Christ, a crisis your midlife crisis a midlife cri- I'm having a real midlife crisis right now that I'm, <laughs> I'm 33 <laughs> 27 club midlife crisis fun 40 uh, yeah that's the thing no one in biblical times really lived old enough well I mean they did they lived to about 200 years old apparently in Abrahamic yeah. times back when turns out all you needed to live to 200 was n- zero nutrition and uh, uh, live in the desert. Live in the arid desert. Maybe that's why old people always retire to places like Spain or Florida. They like the dry heat; it's good for their joints. Mm. And where's drier and hotter than the deserts of Jordan? Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's the ultimate way to preserve. Or maybe they just thought Moses or whoever it was who lived that long was alive, but just quiet. But actually, he was a mum. He was a mummy. Because the desert's perfect for preserving. Bodies. Right. So you think he wasn't actually alive, Moses? He, he was, was just. They were just like Moses is off his food. Yeah. For a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time he ate? Oh, got to be seventy years. He hasn't. Eat, he hasn't eaten since I was born, and I'm the oldest other other person. <laughs> what a miracle! Yeah. Truly, he is the chosen one. Have you seen that thing of the statue with the monk inside it? Ah. Uh? Yeah. Uh, there was a Buddha, a statue of Buddha. Yeah. And they x-rayed it, and there was a skeleton in there. <laughs> and oh. what had happened Where was... Where was this statue? I th- oh, my, my gut says Burma, but that might just be because that's where... I thought you were going to say Birmingham. That's Birmingham. It's definitely Birmingham. Someone put a skeleton on a Burmese... Uh, <laughs> Burmese? Birmingham? Brummy. Brummy! Oh, God. Basically, this monk... They, they, they knew he was out there somewhere or something, or like it, it tallied with some records, or... This monk, this monk um, never died... He just he just became in this trance. He just became a skeleton. He just became it just it happens to be that this trance took the form of him being very seeming like he was absolutely dead. Yeah. But he wasn't like rotting or anything. Okay. So it was a bit like in Christian sainthood where they go and his flesh was untouched by yeah. d- decay. So this guy was like a little shriveled up like he was an ancient monk when he died anyway. He died while meditating. And they were like, Wow, he's still going. In this trance, mm. slash dead. So they kind of made the statue around him. Like it's in that meditation pose right. with its legs crossed. Well, was he dead when they made it around him? Yeah. Okay. Well, he was in a trance. For oh, that. I see, I see, yeah. I see. And then now he's inside a, a statue and you x-ray it and there's a skeleton in there. Wow. Yeah. And they were like, Gugh. And then, and then he gives them a wink, wink. <laughs> when, they, when they look in. He's miming for like, like thirsty. Like, yeah. oh, God, please. If I could just have a little break. For... Uh, <laughs> Goes to the toilet. Goes back in the statue. Back to sleep. Um, do you think you could set yourself on fire like one of those monks? What, we, what, what, what would you set yourself on fire for? What would I set myself on fire for? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. For me, it would be to make blackcurrant the default lemsip flavor. Because <laughs> everywhere has lemon. Yeah. Some places have blackcurrant, which is inarguably superior. It is better. It is so much better. It's better. Although I'm always disappointed by how much not like Ribena it is, because it is still medicine. Yeah, sure. It's got that little uh, paracetamol uh, kick in the back of your mouth. Uh huh. But like, it's a grown-up taste. I I think I would I would set myself on fire to replace all brioche buns with those like crusty rolls, hard. What what I believe the Scots call a morning roll. Okay. Because brioche is just cake. Yes. And I'm against the cakeification. Of of savory breads. Oh uh, yeah, I think this is good because that's very American. I know Let's that a lot not of allow confectionaries into savory spaces. That's right. That's right. Look, I need a savory space, and <laughs> I need a savory space, and uh, it's a thing. Like Europeans, when they go to America, they go, "Why is all of your bread so sweet?" Like even the white bread in America. It's so cl- their, their natural base level of bread is so close to brioche. <laughs> because yeah. that's what's more American than that. If everything was cake, whereas I like those rolls that are like you know like that you you crunch them and like they flake off a bit. Yeah, like hard crunchy rolls. If if I if you could sell if I would be so happy. I I'm in favor of the burger revolution that has happened. Meat liquor and all that. Sure. Big tender burgers, or they 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 make them all juicy and it's they rare in the middle. But that's the the thing with those burgers is that they're really soft and tender. Mm-hmm. So the bun should have some contrast. Yeah, f- that's f- for true. fuck's sake, not yeah. just like, hey, now this thing is it's like just eating mush, like a big foam, exactly. softy, gloopy like thing. A McDonald's uh, burger, that patty is, um, you know, it's pretty, dung, dung, dung. it's pretty uh, <laughs> structurally sound. So you can have this sort of sweet candy bread. Yeah, this either is, side, it's, exactly. it's all right, and you can feel the patty through the bread when you press down. Yeah, this foam. This yeah. kind of memory foam bun. But people still love McDonald's because you got that contrast. And it's contrast. And they've, they've chucked a pickle in there. They've chucked a pickle, never forget. There's a crunch. There's a crunch and a sour. <laughs> Whereas brioche and then like sweet relish and then this gloopy... Sweet relish! <laughs> this is brioche! <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, so that's what I would set myself on fire for. In okay. F- in fact, I listened to a podcast where it's, the, it's like the last interview that... Um, uh, Gary Shandling, the He's, American comedian. Yeah. He was a big Buddhist. Oh, okay. And he, he met the, the, this Vietnamese monk who burned off two of his fingers. Okay. He like dipped his fingers in oil and mm. just, bur- like, just burned them off and mm. watched them burn. Mm. As like a thing of, of the temporariness of it. Right. And, and he remembers saying to him, well, did it hurt? And he went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't even about it. <laughs> not hurting it was about him ignoring it goodness me yeah well, it, it was a meditation on the temporary nature of life of your body specifically well I mean it's only it's, it's extra temporary if you burn bits off <laughs> <laughs> no one's under the illusion they're gonna live forever you, you break the warranty if you burn bits off <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty hardcore you'd never fuck with that guy not because he'd beat you, but because how can you beat him? He's, he's willing to burn his fin- fucking fingers off. He'll fight himself for you. Yeah, He'll he be- will. He'll beat the shit out of him for you. He'll learn from it, too. He'll come out wiser. Mm. And you'll be standing there with nothing. He'll be just a head, but he'll <laughs> be the smartest, the wisest head he'll, in the world. He'll know everything. <laughs> it's like being a head. He'll be like, it's bad. I don't like it. And you go, wow, that is wise. But at least now I understand why I don't like it. At least it. now I know. For sure. For sure, like my, my body is temporary. Um, 
I, uh, uh, what was I going to say about the old brioche? The ca- the cake bread. Oh, yes, that was it. You said it was said sweet relish. Yeah, sweet relish. My, my flatmate sent me a photograph of a newspaper article about a heist, Phil. Yeah. In New York. It was a heist. Hot scoop. Yeah, hot what scoop. A scoop. What a scoop. Deadline uh, news. Deadline news. <laughs> uh, which, if listeners don't know, I was reviewed by, or was supposed to be reviewed during the Fringe by Deadline News. The Edinburgh Fringe has a, a plethora of um, maybe but probably not um, real publications. Yes. Uh, and Deadline News is the, um, kind of our favourite one to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, and it's the most like uh, a news outfit you'd make up for an early Batman comic. Yeah. <laughs> Deadline News. <laughs> Gotham is overrun by a plague of seagulls. Will no one send send us a caped crusader? (laughs) This is Deadline News. Uh, And um, in this heist story, there are two good names. Okay. Good names. Yeah. The guy doing the heist or something, or involved in some way, Quincy Thorpe. Wow. Yeah. Is this a a contemporary heist? Yeah, yeah, some robbery, yeah. Recently? Yeah, yeah. Quincy yeah, yeah. Quincy Thorpe. Quincy Thorpe. Oh, what a name. Now, yeah. I, I, for legal reasons, I have to admit, I don't remember. It, that could be their detective. I don't know. But they, that's a name in the article. Quincy right. Thorpe. But within the body of the article, you know when they kind of, the words go around a, a, a cutout of a, a photo of a dude? Yeah. And they kind of go around him? Yeah. In silhouette? I think it's cute. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> there, was a, there was a dude in there, and he's got like a hoodie on, and a big old beard, and he looks like a tough gangster dude. And... The name caption underneath for like, oh, who this is, was Gregory P. Mango. (laughs) (laughs) No way. And here's the kicker. Gregory P. Mango was not named anywhere in the body of the article. (laughs) It was like they thought, well, let's put a photo of Gregory P. Mango. In the article. Is this it anything to do with it? getting a little dry. Um, <laughs> have you thought about putting Gregory P. Mango in there? <laughs> just to liven things up before they get to the end. It's got nothing to do with it, but we just know... we've we, This guy is Gregory P. Mango, and we think people need to know that that's a real name. I think Gregory P. Mango could turn around the fortunes of the printed the printed word. He'll he'll reverse the decline of of, of press, yeah. of the news press. Because sure, Kindle is... You know, convenient, but does it have a Gregory P. Mango in it? <laughs> Not I yet. Think so. I don't think so. <laughs> this is Gregory P. Mango for Deadline News. <laughs> Unconfirmed rumors that the P stands for pineapple. Oh, Gregory pineapple, pineapple Mango. <laughs> He's the fruitiest man in town. <laughs> they call him the tropical thug. <laughs> Gregory P. Mango. But that was a he really leaves, he leaves, yeah, he leaves sort of smoothies at all his crime scenes. <laughs> He's tangy and refreshing. Uh, but that's oh, a I good thing. This looks like the work of Mango. Mango! <laughs> Deadline news. Gregory P. Mango strikes again. <laughs> huh, well, uh, sure have, um... Sure, I've been in this statue a long time. I know I'm supposed to be meditating, but uh, I can't concentrate because uh, somebody built a statue around me. So, I mean, I'm still in the lotus pose, that's something. Uh, I'm getting kind of hungry. 
Feels like it's been maybe 50 years? I don't know. You lose track of time here inside a statue. No daylight or anything. How have they don't know? I hope they haven't forgotten I'm in here. I hope they don't just think that I'm just a statue. What about what about the guy who put me in the statue? Because I back then I must have been about shit. I don't know, ninety, eighty. So how old was that guy? That guy maybe. Well, let's say he was thirty. It's been at least fifty years. I mean. He's 80. Yeah, fuck, maybe he's dead. Even if he's not dead, even 80-year-olds, you know, they're forgetful. He wouldn't even remember where he's put his keys. Never mind that there's a fucking... a guy in a statue. Oh, shit. What if they moved away? I moved around a lot. I, was, I could hear I was in a van. Have I been sold? Am I an antique? Hmm. Huh. Well, I hope this counts as enlightenment so I don't have to come back. Wasted. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I do want to come back. Waste my fucking time being a statue again, I'll tell you that. Get out there and. I don't know. Burn my whole fucking hand off and then. Go to Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. I wish they'd left some room in the statue for me to scratch my balls. Now, Philium, it's been a while since we did uh, a feature which uh, new listeners might not even know about if they haven't been good boys and girls and other, and gone back and listened from the start. Dirty little boys and dirty little girls. That's right, of the Church of, the church of Dirty... The church did, of how did that come up? Oh, I don't know. It was so long. <laughs> when, when did we come up with that? 2003? Yeah, I don't know. For, sometimes my, my brother-in-law texts me and goes, I can't believe that. He texted me the other day saying he had to put down weights in the gym because he was laughing about, quote, the instant vomiting bit. And I was like, you're going to have to really narrow this down, man. There's three or four episodes where this could be relevant. Um, <laughs> so, the feature, uh, coolest uncool and least cool cool. Yes, what is <laughs> what is the uh, coolest lame thing you can think of and what is the lamest cool thing you can think of? I guess yes. that's how you distill it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice, eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, I thought of some. Yeah. So, this is this I might be I might be off on this one, but coolest uncool thing. I'm going to say having a collection of dice. Because I know some Dungeons and Dragons types, and they've got oh, like different side, different number oh, side dice. So many different sides. They've got green triangles like mm. pyramids, and they're all that translucent, shiny material, and uh, like plastic. And I don't know about you, but I have a, a thing from when I was a kid. I think Mae Martin has this as well. I think me and her talked about it once ages ago. And uh, do you remember you could get those translucent things for like fish tanks? They were like little pebbles made uh. of plastic or glass. Oh, yeah. And they were like see-through, shiny, yeah. green, red, yellow, blue, whatever. Sure. I When I saw those, 
I, I can't tell you what it did to my soul, Phil, when I was little, when I was like five. Seeing the fish tank pebbles. Yeah, you could buy them in bags. Yeah. And I'd say to my mum, I, I need those. <laughs> I need them. And it'd be like, we don't have fish. And I'd be like, it's not about that. Oh, you just put your, 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 your finger on the bridge of your nose. <laughs> oh, just pinching the bridge of your nose. It's yeah. not about the fish. <laughs> Are you really angry? <sighs> ang- really angrily light a cigarette? Fucking. It's not about the fish. <laughs> Okay. I'm sending a message. Um, I'd be, I, and I'd be like, no, it's treasure. It's delicious. It's food treasure. Because yeah. it would look like sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's treasure. Yeah, it's jewels. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I knew I needed it. It was the most ape-like reaction I've ever had to anything. The most like a chimp <laughs> I've ever felt. <laughs> I need, I need, there they can never be too many. And I want to run my hands through them like treasure rocks. Did she buy them for you? I don't, I maybe once. Yeah, I think I I don't think a responsible parent would buy would count out to that more than once. No, I think after a point you have to you have to draw a boundary and say you already have a bag of translucent <laughs> red fish pebbles, fish gems. <laughs> that's all you're having. <laughs> you haven't eaten your last translucent red fish gems. Um, some of them some of them had sparkles in Phil. They were white see through ones, but they'd made them look a bit like there's glitter maybe. Oh, it was nice. And anyway, the, I think the dice tap into my that part of me because they're useful. They're dice. They're for something. Yeah. They and they've are. got all the numbers on. But there's like big like twenty sided ones that are like purple, mm. like a giant ruby mm. in your fist. And there's little normal dice, and they're all shiny and clacky, and they're in yes, a little I box. I have a memory of a like a fat die. It was like a fat red translucent dye. Yeah. And it just felt good in your fingers. That's it. And it's chunky bastard. Yeah, and you go... It was chunky bastard. <laughs> you went back to being a, even more Malaysian with that memory. <laughs> and and they're, they're very useful pieces of tech because um, randomizing numbers are something computers still can't really do. This is... That's, in, that's the thing is that I... Um, I only, that blew my mind when I found that out because my dad, who like you was once an engineering man. Mm. He he showed me he had an old t- random numbers table. Yeah. Like a little book thing. Of oh, random, okay. And he still had one from his old... Well, well they look up random numbers in a book. You'd that, Like, there'd be just be lists of numbers and numbers and numbers. Like a phone book of random gibberish numbers. And so you flip to a page and you pick a number. And that's yeah. You, right. And you, and you would roll a dice or similar, yeah. So you'd go like, okay, page 31, number, number wow. seven. Wow, yeah. And that would be a random number string. Ah. And it was as close as you could get when they didn't even have pocket calculators. Yeah. Really old school. So that's my cool... Because it's very uncool. It's a box of dice, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And it, it's definitely for tabletop gaming. But do you reckon... So I think having a, a collection of anything is a little bit cool. Because it's a demonstration of commitment ah. and consistency of uh, thought and value. And like planning... Yeah, and interest yeah. interest in something interest is now quite cool in, of, in and of itself I mean what the interest is for can add or detract from that coolness but I think just having a real interest in something I think that cool. I think that's true and that seemed to change in what like the noughties but maybe even in the 90s if it was pogs I, I think it came about with the whole um, sort of hipster movement for material things. Yeah. You know, when people started collecting vinyls and yes. hard copies of 
and CDs and, and you know, when things started going digital, people reacted by saying we should start collecting more material things. Yeah. And maybe that's when this started happening. Because no one can see your, your what's in your hard drive. I collected coins. Did you? Yeah, for a bit I collected coins. My prize piece was an American trade dollar from 18-something-something. What? An American trade dollar. A trade dollar? Yeah. Like a, a sort of weird international dollar. I guess so. It's like a big old silver coin. Yeah. And it had Lady Liberty on one side, and the other had that guy's face, and it said, one trade dollar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. I had pogs. What is what is a pog? Pogs were like um, uh, big plastic discs, like about this big that I'm holding up for Phil. Mm. And I would say, that's what's that the size of? It's like double the size of a 50p? Um, more. Yeah. it's. I'd say um, an egg. Sure, it's, it's, it's the width of an egg, and it's like a flat disc, and you would play... It's the width of, a, of the length of an egg. The width of the length of an egg. <laughs> yeah. It's the width of the length of an egg. That old song. And um, you would play, you could collect pogs, and like loads of places had pogs. Like you could get Warner Brothers characters' pogs, like Tweety Bird. Wait, so these just like little discs? Just little discs. This but, is insane. But there was a game you could play, oh. and it was like Tiddlywinks, I think. You could click pogs, at, 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 and you had to like throw them and hit each other's pogs, and you would play to win. Like bull. Like, yeah, or like marbles, where like, oh, like if oh, you actually okay. play marbles properly and like hit them out of the circle, you win the marbles. But it was like a version with these plastic discs, and you could get shiny reflective ones, and those were better, and you know, the usual, the usual scam yeah. for children's collectibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pogs were everywhere, man. You could get uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, Pogs, like, uh, what was the name? Sylvester the Cat? And, and Tweety this was, Bird? This was a brand, Pogs. Um, I or, think or like, Pogs was a brand, but then you could also get like loads of brands got in on the Pogs, if that makes sense. Was it like when Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web and said, this is for the world? <laughs> yeah. The inventor of the Pogs said, this, this is, is for, for the everyone. For everyone. Yeah. Everyone went, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the world went, hmm? What was that? He invented a small plastic disc and went, this is too great an invention for one man to hold. <laughs> this is for everyone. Maybe he thought he invented the circle. <laughs> Imagine if his argument was technically these are the only perfect circles. Every other circle in history has been a little off. Ah, yes. A little off. Yeah. These are the only perfect ones, and they're mine. <laughs> and I'm sharing them, and you should all say thank you. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that was it. But like childhood culture in South Africa when I was there as a little baby boy was very Americanized. So sure. I, I had Pogs, I had Spider-Man comics... You know, mm, we didn't get comics. We we had marbles. We had yo-yos. Those were the big thing for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Um, <laughs> we had um, these Japanese uh, Japanese spinning bla- uh, spinning tops called Beyblades. We had Beyblades were a thing in the UK. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. At, li- at least a little bit, because because yeah. I think the Beyblade cartoon was only on Cartoon Network. So if you didn't have Sky, what an ins- how good are the Japanese at making cartoons about toys? They're incredible. I mean, I bet there must have been a, a, a challenge someone put up. It's like, hey, hero, I bet you can't make a cartoon about um, spinning tops. <laughs> you know, tradi- like a traditional you know, the most boring, Indonesian spinning top. The most boring toy in the world. A dreidel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think the only time that the West has truly offered up a cartoon that was only about toys is G.I. Joe. Okay. Because it's always like, G.I. Joe, quickly, get into your new armored fight truck. <laughs> and you go, ah, oh, right, another vehicle. Right, I see. 
Oh, you know what I remember yesterday was um, for a while when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the PC game Detective Barbie. I beg your pardon? Barbie Detective. Detective Barbie. Detective Barbie. It was Barbie and she was at a beach resort (laughs) and someone had gone missing. So there'd there'd been a a murder-suicide and Barbie was on (laughs) the case. Barbie, Barbie was going. I hate this city. <laughs> Another body washed up on the shore today. <laughs> Smoking so, on a lollipop. Yeah. <sighs> so hang on. What? Okay. Bar, it's Malibu, presumably. Oh yeah, it must have been the Malibu. Um, it was some sort of. There was there was a fairground nearby. Please write in if anyone played this game. <laughs> I, I, I want to know. I'm not. I've not gone insane. But it was. It was quite. It was compelling. Yeah, it was quite kind of spooky. You'd you'd walk around these places on your own as Barbie. <laughs> That's like already a, scary. Like a point and click. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. So she'd got, and if you'd see a clue, she'd go, hmm, a discarded lipstick. This is not really like the ones I like, but this one is missing its. And then they pull off wax, and there's like, there's a blade in here or whatever you know or like this There's heroin in this lipstick <laughs> oh my god a gun <laughs> but like it had this real dark feel feel to it it's like a, it had a proper noir feel but like it was barbie walking through hotel rooms and a, a, an abandoned fairground I like the idea. An old beach. I like no, the, an old beach. An old beach. <laughs> Down at the old beach. Like the sand's all grey. <laughs> the old beach. Um, the abandoned beach. The, that abandoned beach. Because it's full of ghosts. The sand is full of ghosts. I, I like the idea of... Um, well, first of all, I can absolutely understand what you mean by the spookiness. Because when you're a kid as well, anything mysterious is already scary and, and weird to you. Yeah. And and especially video games where you're on your own, you're on your own in the game. May, may, probably was mainly to do with the fact that they can be bothered programming other characters, but the effect was that you felt very alone. Okay. Oh, it was so it was like um fucking twenty eight days later. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> There's no one around. Like you wake up and all other humans on Earth are gone. But also, when you're a kid, you don't know enough about how games work to know that there are non no, there are not infinite possibilities. Um, in in your head, anything could happen. Right. Yes. Whereas when you're an adult, you go right. So, uh, I, I'm I'm reading heavy signals to go down this road. Yes. And if you do that, that will happen. Yeah. Whereas when you're a kid, you don't quite understand that not all the doors can be opened. Well, and this game stuff was actually, is painted on. This game was actually quite sophisticated because <laughs> um, a different person done it every time you play the game. Ooh. So every time you play the game, it'd be a bit different. Nice. And I feel like the clues are in different places and stuff. That's this is good. This is, I'm amazed that someone bothered. I guess it's a big brand. I guess so, but you could, you could they could have got away with. Do you know what this this sounds to me like? This sounds to me like the Barbie Incorporated or whatever accidentally hired a real a real passionate game designer. Right. And they went, you know what? Fuck Barbie, but I'm I'm gonna make this good. Well, I've actually been waiting for this IP for. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want, I, want, I want to do something interesting with Barbie for a long time. It's about time. time. Yeah, before Alan Moore gets it <laughs> and does a disturbing comic about Detective a, Barbie. That'd be a, a sick comic, a dark Barbie. 
Like an Alan Moore Barbie. Alan Moore Barbie would be incredible. Because yeah. it's, it would be like LA Confidential. Plastic surgery and like mm. Ma- Malibu setting. Mm. You know, divorces and things. And the racial tension of where black Barbie's gone. <laughs> and all that stuff. All is not as it appears on the surface. I like the idea that Detective Barbie means that her name is like Jane Barbie. She's got the same surname as the famous Nazi war criminal Klaus Barbie. Like she, <laughs> she's of German descent, this this lady, this Barbie. <laughs> is Klaus Barbie? Klaus Barbie, I think is it so, spelled, yeah. that, spelled the same way? Spelled the same way, yeah. <laughs> he got smuggled to the States by the CIA, I think. Or maybe he fled to Argentina. In a bright pink convertible. <laughs> <laughs> His legs couldn't bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the that's why the Nazis marched like that because <laughs> <laughs> they had straight, unbendable legs, huge tits, class Barbie as well, yeah. <laughs> to the point where he couldn't stand. Have you seen that where they've tried to model what a human woman would look like? Yeah, like a spine would snap or something. Yeah, they, it would it would be an absolute uh, 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 um, human centipede sort of nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But also, boys got those um, do- those um, action figures that were half shark. So, you know. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of pressure on us to be more shark-like in life. Yeah, some real unrealistic b- body standards for boys there. It is funny, isn't it? That, like, I mean, I grew up with, like, Conan the Barbarian and He-Man and stuff. Mm. And, I, I mean, I never felt that much pressure to look like young Schwarzenegger. No, I, th- I think it's I think it's so interesting that when young men saw these like mega shredded dudes, yeah, they just go, "I'm that already." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they just go, "Well, clearly that would be insane to aspire to," because it's not it's it's presented as exceptional, not, right? Not okay. the norm. Like he's a hero. Yeah, that's why he looks like this. Interesting. A, a, a god turned his parents to stone, and now he's got to fight them. And you're like, "Well, that's got that's then, got nothing to do with me. But then is that because then Barbie's like she has a car and a, a purse. Norm, but she's yeah, she's a normal person. She's not a hero. Yeah, that must she's be just it. She's a normal everyday person. This is normal, by the way. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, do you, do you want a house and a car? That's really interesting. Better get like this. Walk on your tippy toes. Yeah, but I just want a normal, decent life with a loving partner and <laughs> yeah. some possessions and a Malibu <laughs> villa. That's true. Yeah. You're gonna have to be fair. That's by modern quite... standards, she is a superhero. Yeah, by my, by, by millennial standards, it's ri- as ridiculous as a moon base. <laughs> <laughs> to own a house yeah, yeah. under the age of thirty, I presume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Could... know how old Barbie is meant to be. Barbie's Barbie's gotta be. Well, I guess it, I guess mid twenties. There are different Barbies in different <laughs> ages, right? Because I guess there was college Barbie and. Yeah. Uh, was there a retired Barbie? Was there grandma Barbie? <laughs> there was... Um, Menopause Barbie. Ju- Jewel of the Ocean Barbie, which is an, an- <laughs> ancient old woman with a regrets. <laughs> 50s, 50, 50, 50, mid-50s Barbie. She comes with a cigarette and wine. Oh, do you know one of the, one of the most sinister, sinister things I ever saw was... I was at a Toys R Us somewhere, and there were two baby dolls for sale next to each other. Uh-huh. They're identical, except that one was a white baby, one was a, a black baby. Uh-huh. And um, the white baby was called, like, Beautiful Princess Baby. And the black <laughs> baby was just called, like, Brenda. <laughs> and, and, and the black baby was cheaper. <laughs> That's the most horrible thing I've ever seen. That is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brenda. She's this five is pounds beautiful less. Beautiful princess Jennifer. This is Brenda. And Brenda. 
featuring Brenda. If you can't, if you can't afford beautiful Princess Jane, <laughs> with, with comes with a unicorn and uh, and uh, you know, a Ferrari, then uh, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda's pretty, over there. It's pretty bleak. That is bleak. <laughs> God, good, 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 good riddance to Toys R Us. That's what I say. Are they gone now? They gone the way of the do- dodo. Gone the way of the dodo. That giant racist do- giraffe that used to try and sell us toys. It was a giraffe, wasn't it? Yeah, with its backwards R. Learn to speak the language. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My name is Detective Bobby. I worked the streets around these parts for about 20 years, and uh, I ain't never seen anything as fucked up as this. Down in Malibu, we got a call about a 274 in a a dream house just off the beach, and uh, I gotta tell you, it was ugly. It was just uh, legs, heads, uh, torsos with the... uh, Kind of, you know, the underpants are like on the on the body. It was sick, sick. No blood anywhere in the dream car. No sign of, no sign of the doll who lives there. Not a clue. Nothing. I gotta tell you, the neighborhood's taken a real sharp turn ever since the turf war started with those brats dolls. <laughs> Ugly fucking giant heads. Anyway, that's off the record. Like I said, pretty grisly scene. We think they were using Ken's dream boat to take the body parts out into the bay and drop them there. But I don't have the evidence I need. Yet. Let's just say I'm gonna have to twist a lot of poseable limbs to get what I want. Just another day in Malibu, Bobby. Just another day in Malibu. Correspondence. Correspondence. Correct. It is correspondence time. And in a bud pod first, I am going to read a piece of correspondence. The the world turneth upside down. Uh, Pierre is going to look at me like uh, a sort of um, an aged uh, gardener at a palace watching 
a syphilitic prince give it a go. <laughs> get it wrong. <laughs> Incompetently dig up a load of flowers. <laughs> yes, very good, sir. Yes, yes, sir, that's just gently, more gentle than that, please. Um, so this uh, message is from uh, Mar- Mari. Ma- Mari? How, how do you say it? Ma- Mari, yeah. Mari. Mari. Um, this message from, I'm already fucked this up. This is a message from Mary. Um, she's got in touch saying, Thought you'd like to know that I went on a date with someone last night who, when bragging about a rugby injury, explained... Th- oh, I messed it up. Exclaimed. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> I want to start again. <laughs> I really thought you were joking about how much you thought you'd fuck it up. <laughs> Come on, Phil, you can do it. I'm so bad at reading things out loud, which is terrible because it should be my job. Okay, here we go. This is from Mary, and I presume Pierre has cut out um, all the mistakes I just made, so I didn't come across too badly. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd like to know that I went on a date with someone last night who, when bragging about a rugby injury, exclaimed, That really hurt! This made me laugh too hard because of your podcast, so I recommended he also listen. He's just messaged me to say that my sense of humour is vile and absurd <laughs> if I like your comedy, so we will not be seeing each other anymore. <laughs> Essentially, you helped me dodge a massive ship-covered bullet. Koji. That's incredible. <laughs> Vile and absurd. Vile and absurd. <laughs> what an old-fashioned <laughs> criticism for a young man to have. What's funny to me about that is even those words are old-fashioned. Yeah. Vile and absurd. <laughs> but also what I love is that absurd absurd humor is a kind of humor. It is, That's yeah. not a critique. It's it like, is. Yeah. It's like, it's like going, this is vile and observational. <laughs> this is vile slapstick. It's poo flying all about the place. People I mean, slipping in it. You have to commend the technical mastery, but... It's oh, still it's vile. vile. <laughs> it's still disgusting. <laughs> vile and absurd. I just like the image of him... Uh, going home after rugby practice, listening to an episode of Bad Pod, and just oh, and his life a, mon- a monocle dropping into his champagne. <laughs> oh, this is vile and and absolutely absurd. And absurd. What do you mean you're a pilot? Also, he play, he plays. Hey, hey. <laughs> also, he plays um he plays rugby. So it's like I mean, this is not all rugby clubs and rugby players, but it's like, well, I I was on my way home from um. Well, I'd had to down a pint that it had my friend's balls in because, of course, I, I dropped the ball on the try line and that made me the wooden spoon player of the match. And once I'd finished the testicle pint, I went home and um, I listened to the And it was vile and absurd. And you go, what did you, surely this should be right up your alley with a bit of, you know. I'd love to know what the final straw was. With Oh, yes. Like, what was the point at which you went, no, <laughs> no. You went, this is revolting. Do you think it was maybe Fern broke him? Maybe it was the baby, the maybe. adult baby. How can you not like that story? I know. And it's not absurd if it actually happened. Yeah, if you, then the life is absurd. Exactly. That's the lesson. And that vile. Pod has to teach. And vile. And occasionally vile. And occasionally vile. Yeah, I w- I want to track that guy's listen. I wish we had the data. <laughs> we could go. Like, and here's where he pressed pause. And here's where he sent that angry text. <laughs> this is, but imagine, okay, it's already insane that he thought that, yeah, and that's what he thought about the podcast. Imagine then saying it and saying to someone who you've been on a date with, "You are vile and absurd." After and one I, date, and we shan't be seeing each other anymore, thanks to this humorous podcast. I like to think that he was—he was really into um, 
and I was like, I think she's the one. Uh, oh, she sent me a recommendation. <laughs> Let well, me just listen to Bud. Pot. That sounds fun and uh, clean. Clean, just a couple of buds. What? <laughs> this is what? Oh my god! What? You, he put it where? Oh, maybe. He... Oh, oh! Just <laughs> clattering his headphones onto the floor. This is vile and absurd. And then I, I like to think he ran to his bed. He ran. He ran and jumped on and cried. <laughs> like, like hands folded, you know, crossed in front yeah. of him, crying into the crying into the crook of his elbow. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was uh, meant to be. He runs down to the living room where the only telephone in the house is and it's got a rotary dial. <laughs> it's one of those ones where the speaking bit is separate from the hearing bit. Yes. It's got to hold both. Hello, operator. Um, uh, patch me through to my boo. <laughs> Send a textual message. Read as follows. Begin. Begin message. You are vile and absurd. Stop. We will no longer be seeing each other. Stop. We will not be continuing our correspondence. Stop. Amazing. I'd like to think, yeah, that's. we should put it on a poster somehow, if that we're vile and absurd. Yeah. You can aim for a double act. Vile and absurd. I'm vile, he's absurd. I'm Stephen Vile, and this is Terence Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. What have you got, Pierre? What do I have? Well, let's have a look. Uh, doopy doo. Ooh. Oh. Hang on. Oh. Pierre's ears have perked up. Like an excited jackrabbit. Billy. Billy gets in touch. Billy, Billy. Let's be silly. Hello, Podbuds. He says, I was pleased to hear the correspondence from a fellow poo bag, Bud Pod. Bud Pod. Pod Bud. Oh, yes. This is from our friend with the stoma. Yes. I th- yes. That's yes. Called, isn't it? And he had an ileostomy, I think, uh-huh. as opposed to a colostomy. I guess maybe our friend here has got a biliostomy. I don't. Well, yeah. Yes, mm. a biliostomy. He says, the difference between colostomy and ileostomy is, uh, is uh, which part of your guts are brought up through the skin. Yeah. There's a clue in the Latin. Stoma is a mouth or opening. So you get colon stoma, colostomy, and ileum stoma, ileostomy. Very nice. Fern's tale about puking on the airport runway reminded me of a friend who was at one point a fairly high up civil servant. <laughs> I wonder what happened. With a lot of responsibility. Uh, but not my dad, for whom that is also true. All right, Billy. Okay, Billy. Okay, Billy. He's going all right for him. Well, he, I mean, yeah, yeah. Billy's dad. Yeah. He, this friend, not Billy's dad, had flown to America in the time when 9-11 was less of a distant memory. Uh, the past, he means. Yes. While making his way off the plane and onto the runway, nature called. Nature called, texted, tweeted, and emailed. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> this was an emergency. <laughs> But when asking the airport staff if he could return to the plane to use the loo, they obviously said no. So he scurried off, squatted behind a wheel of the plane, no. and, and let loose before sheepishly heading to customs and arrivals. Oh my... What, how, how, how did he even get let under there? They it's like, more dangerous that he got let under the plane to have a dump than back on the plane. That is crazy. That's nuts, isn't it? But also, aren't there loos... Like, maybe in America, they make you go through all the queue where it's like, aliens this way, and they're yeah. really aggressive. Yeah, horrible. My, my, my... I went through Washington, D.C. airport once, and it felt like being in a prison. Yeah. They're not nice to arrivals. That's for damn sure. What is wrong with Americans? Just calm down! <laughs> Fucking hell. Everyone's trying to... <laughs> Jesus. Um... My my dad once got singled out for lots of security checks in a queue. 
mm. because he was very ill with a stomach bug. And as a result, he was standing in the queue fidgeting and sweating profusely, <laughs> which are the two most suspicious things you can do in yeah. a security queue. So they were like, this guy's hiding something. He was hiding. They need to go to the toilet. Well, he was harboring a chemical attack. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. And he wanted to do it on foreign soil. <laughs> he wanted to soil on foreign soil. <laughs> <laughs> I foreign soiled myself. <laughs> okay, so this is a good, uh, a nice one from Liam. Liam, Liam, love to see him. Nice. Thank you. Well, that will work for this because testicles come up. Oh, okay. So Let's see him, Liam. Let's see him, Liam. Dear Jack Masters. <laughs> I don't know about master, but I got the job done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for the captivating pod show. It is now a firm favorite. Ah. Yeah. I have a new suggestion for a category on the show. Not normal things you thought were normal. Uh, don't we already have this? I think we have weirdest normal oh, thing. Weirdest normal thing, okay. And most normal weird thing. Well, so here's a story. So here's my example. Many years ago, I visited a GP for a full medical check that was required for my application to the Royal Navy. Ooh. I never joined in the end, he says. Okay. I was going to say, don't mess with Liam. Yeah. But turns out you can mess with You can mess with Liam all day long. all you want. The old landlubber. The doctor conducted a full battery of tests. These included a check of the testicles. Doink, doink, doink. A chest squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. That's right. Turn your head to the left and cough, baby. Yeah. That's right. I had been anticipating this point nervously and knew it was approaching, as each test I was undertaking required less and less clothes. Fewer and fewer clothes. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Less and less clothes. Fewer and fewer items of clothing. I suppose Maybe so. Maybe it could be less clothes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Clothes are pretty abstract. They are quite abstract. But you can't have... Anyway. The kind doctor grasped my plums. That's like a sentence from Duolingo. The kind doctor grasped my plums. Uh, Say it. Le, le, le doctor gentil graspé mes plumes. Oh, God. Je, je plume. Je, uh, uh, grasped my plums, asked me to cough, and it was done. Ah. Phew. I stood there naked but relieved. <laughs> I was expecting to put my clothes back on immediately, but before I could, the doctor asked me to hold myself in a crouch. Wow. I did so. Then he instructed me to walk across the room. I paused. Yeah, I paused, confused. While still crouching, I asked him. Yes, you know, like a duck. (laughs) So I set off waddling naked across the doctor's office. Halfway across the room, plums swinging as they struggled to keep up with my sweeping waddle, I noticed several watercolors of ducks on the surgery wall. This struck me as odd. (laughs) Once I had finished, I popped my clothes on. Okay, thank you, and left. <laughs> is this guy a doctor anymore? I don't know. Yeah, this is it. I mean, Dr. Duck. Did he, learn it? Did he find out anything else about this? About Dr. Duck? <laughs> it would already be super weird, if it, even without the duck watercolors. That's so how many, Liam? Like a wall, like a full wall, like a memorial, like a hundred framed ducks, or like a few. Or years later, he says this struck me as not normal. Do you have any similar not normal normal stories? Okay, thank you, Liam. So what's normal about that is there was just a checkup, but something yeah. abnormal happened to it. And I mean, that's a very funny and very disturbing story. Yes, and it's it it does raise questions, especially with the watercolors and his immediate choice of duck. Unless he Darren Browned himself and just went, yeah, like a duck. But then he, he saw his own duck pictures. 
Because what, what medical reason could he possibly have to... To crouch and walk around. Is that a Navy so thing? flexibility. Flexibility, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah, how compact you can get, how much of a tight space you can squeeze yourself into and move. But, because, okay, let's say the doctor is, is, a, is a pervo. And we're saying doctor in very broad terms here by the sounds of it. Yeah. This man in an alleyway with a, a shiny circle on a headband. <laughs> um, let's say he's a big perv. He's already got his hands on the plums. Yeah. He's, he's already had a jingle jangle of the old jewels. Yeah. Is that not enough for this man? Must he see them hang and dangle while a man does a duck walk around the room? Sure. I mean, it takes all sorts. And maybe maybe, maybe feeling the testicles was just a test to, to go, yeah, those will duck dangle nicely. Those will be good. I will ask him to do the duck. I'll like these, he thought. Yeah. These will swing real nice. <laughs> would, what would you do if you were like the medical advisory board and you'd be like, then this guy, right? You found out he'd been making all the men do duck duck walks with yeah. their with their dingle dangles, and been really like not photographing them because that would that would be illegal. But he's just like, there's no reason for it. He just loves it. But he's like the best doctor. <laughs> like he courts, he keeps catching people's like cancer early. Yeah. His rates are I incredible. I'd, I'd have like a quiet word with him in the hallway outside before the hearing, saying, "Just make up some research." Just make up some research. Yeah, they were just like, just say it's, just say you've noticed that men who, men who can't do the waddle without their nuts retracting are more at risk of, you know, filling the gaps here, man. Yeah. Okay. Just try to, Let, help me help you. Help me help, help me you. Help you. We can't lose another duck. Not duck. Not, 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 no, we can't lose another duck. You can't, we can't lose your duck, duck. <laughs> we can't, look, look, duck, duck. We can't lose you. Well, Pierre, I think um, whatever you think about this doctor, I think we can all agree that he was a bit of a quack. Thank <gasps> oh, you. Thank you. Course. And with that, I have to go because I'm, go. I'm going to roast our friend Fern Brady. Our f- Ladies and gentlemen, Phil's going to go to do Comedy Central Roast Comedy Battle. Comedy Central Roast Battle. With and Fern goddamn Brady. Fern Bud Pod guest Brady. Fern bra ping off diarrhea whirlpool <laughs> Brady. <laughs> I want to say some horrible, embarrassing things about her, and I'm not even bringing up those episodes. Yeah. Those, that's, uh, that's how much of a fucking mess Fern Brady is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, th- okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening, and do share it on Twitter. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Oh, yeah, give us some five-star reviews. We haven't asked for those in a while. Of course, yeah. We're, we're almost on a five, apart from that one guy who gave us three, on the condition we cut all the sketches, because maybe he was because they were absurd. <laughs> Violent absurd. Violent absurd. Uh, yeah give us some nice reviews and subscribe um, obviously you can just listen ad hoc but if you subscribe it makes us look like cooler boys and girls yeah okay thank you bye, bye.